Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faye? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Um, Are you doing better than the last episode? <laughs> yes. You I've seem been, better. Yeah, I've been um, implementing a few things. I started a new book. Um, so, you know, it's going good so far. Um, I had a little bit of a breakdown a couple weeks ago. Um, and they kind of led to what we talked about last week, but we kind of both felt this way. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I almost missed my mouth when I was drinking my energy drink. Oh, Sorry, okay. I almost spilled it all over myself. Oh, nice. Sorry to kill the serious <laughs> combo. <laughs> I was like, what's so funny about that? Um, Your trauma so is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but... Um, so... So Fiona and I had talked about this briefly and it kind of like led to the way I was feeling last week. So um, I have a million jobs. People who know me know I'm always so busy. Real estate Same. being my Same. number one in my priority. Um, and then as you all know, we've talked about it before. We both teach dance. So with the summer coming up, um, felt I felt a little uneasy about dance ending and kind of slowing down because um, it does in the summer. Um, so I got a new job and I was so hesitant because for me, getting a new job meant giving up on real estate. And it took a lot of therapy <laughs> to get over that. Um, and my therapist was like, you know, it doesn't mean you're giving up on your dream. It doesn't mean that you know you're not doing the things that you love you're still making time for them and it's just a matter of like financially feeling a little bit more comfortable since you know my steady income from the dance studio was gonna slow down um so now I'm bartending so yeah so exciting yeah um and Fiona and I just kind of wanted to talk about you know kind of having multiple jobs in your 20s kind of that feeling of like being lost and like having jobs that don't necessarily reflect the career that you want um so yeah let's, yeah let's so, get into today's topic well i'm gonna talk about me first oh sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> take it back um Cut. yeah i mean i was definitely struggling with the same thing for a really long time um i little life update so i am I got promoted at my last job and I've been working there. Um, this is my fifth year working there, um, but it's been a long journey and I just got promoted this year. So I've been doing that and that season ends um, next week. So that'll be like my last nationals and the season will be over for the, for that job. Um, and so obviously I own my own business and I had been doing that and basically all of my contracts ended with clients and I kind of knew that I wanted to go into a different direction and I wanted to pivot my business. So I kind of just let them end and I, I like just dove headfirst into like pivoting and um, talking to a bunch of different people and shooting out ideas. And I got so excited about it. Um, and then something happened and essentially um, it's going to take a little bit longer for me to get to that point that I really want to get to, but I'm really grateful because I think there's so much I still need to learn in that specific space that I do want to pivot my business to. Um, and so that kind of turned into like the same thing that 
Ashley was saying where I felt like if I went and got a full-time job, like I, it was going to feel like I was giving up and I didn't want that. And I think it took a lot of time and, um, patience to realize that nothing is like, that's not permanent. And like, it's okay to have jobs that are going to build onto like what you truly do want in the future. And it's okay to, you know, be secure and stable and figure things out in like a different way than, and it, you know, we're n- it's not instant gratification. Like we're not going to become the people that we want to be in our careers like tomorrow. And that took a lot to like come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean we're going to stop working hard towards those things, but it's okay to go get a job and feel more secure and work towards that in a different way and use it as a stepping stone. So um, I have also been applying to jobs. I like and I'm moving to the city next year so I have been applying to jobs in that space and I plan to commute for a year um, hoping to find a job I really want to work in influencer management that's like really what I'm leaning towards Um, so I'm really looking forward to learning more about brands and campaigns and all of that and moving in that direction and just having that stability and routine and I I think I'm just a type of person who's going to have a lot of different careers and jobs in my life and it's okay to do that and you don't always have to be like that one person who you thought you were going to be long term because it takes a while to get to that point um so if anyone's feeling that way just know that we are also feeling that (laughs) way um but yeah so let's you want to talk about this week's topic yeah sure okay so I have previously mentioned this and I think a few episodes back, I don't even know, but basically I read the defining decade. Oh yeah. It was the breakup episode. We were talking about the breakup episode mm. and I was telling you about dating down and how yes. we wanted to talk about yes, that because yes. I was reading a book called the defining decade and it really like literally changed my perception of so many things in my twenties. And when Ashley was going through her mental breakdown, I told her she needed to read it. Yeah. So that way we could really like deep dive into like specific topics in the book that and like kind of, you know, explain them to you, but also like give our take on them and our opinions on them and I really like there's just so many things that I want to unpack from it that I want to share with you guys because it was so amazing um so Ashley finally started reading the book (laughs) yes um the intro and the first chapter which is all I've read so far (laughs) um really far insane insane um truly gave me a perspective that I didn't know I needed Mm -hmm. um because you truly feel so alone yeah (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like you like even sometimes like some of the stuff I say to Fiona I'm like yeah I'm feeling this way this way and this way and I feel like I'm going through it blah 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 and she's like no me too and I'm like oh really like (laughs) you too and yeah it's crazy to think that there's a whole bunch of people out there that are going through it as well like so many other people and um and I think that's a common theme, like so many, it, it, you know, it shows itself in so many different ways, but pretty much everyone I talk to, everyone of my friends that I talk to in my twenties, they feel like they're going through the same thing. And cause for example, we're going through it because of our careers or like because of relationships or because, you know, all different things. But one of my other friends, for example, she has all of that figured out. Like she's married, she's moved to a new state with her 
her husband like she's great on the career side but like she just like isn't feeling as fulfilled or she's not feeling like like she's feeling like now she's like leaving out like other parts of her life like friendships and you know things that she didn't get to do like traveling like it's always gonna feel like that in yeah. some sense regardless regardless of, of, of even if someone on. has everything you want like they might not be happy whereas like yeah. maybe we have those things but we would love Are our career happy. to be yeah. in a different place so yeah. like I just want people to understand that like regardless like it's okay in your 20s to feel like you don't know what's going on and like yeah. you're lost in some capacity even if you feel like on paper you had everything that you wanted yeah so just for a little bit of perception in the intro of the book i tagged this part but she says behind closed doors my clients have said unsettling things and here are the things that her clients who are other she deals primarily with 20 something year olds that's Mm -hmm. what she says in the book so it says i feel like i'm in the middle of the ocean like i could swim in any direction but i can't see land so i don't know which way to go Next is, I feel like I just have to keep hooking up and see what sticks. Next is, I didn't think I'd be crying in the bathroom at work every day. <laughs> Relatable. Um, I'm laughing because I definitely have done that. Um, okay, next one is, I'm constantly comparing myself to people with much better lives, which I think almost every single yeah. person can compare. Um, which is exactly related to what I just said, exactly. where like, even if someone looks like they have everything that you want, they they're missing something else yes. and feeling unfulfilled. Next one is the 20 something years are a whole new way of thinking about time. There's this big chunk of time and a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen somehow. Next is I feel like I have to go online for attention as proof that I'm desirable. Next is my sister's 35 and single and I'm terrified that's going to happen to me. Next is, I can't wait to be liberated from my 20s. Why? Does it just sound like it's me it's talking? Okay. <laughs> it, just sounds like, it sounds like everything you tell me all the time. Um, <laughs> next is, I'd better not still be doing this at 30. <laughs> and next is, last night I prayed for just one thing in my life to be certain. So then she proceeds to say, it seems everybody wants to be a 20-something, except for many 20-somethings themselves. In my office, 30 is the new 20 is starting to get a new reaction. God, I hope not. So yeah, and a lot of the premise of the book, she talks about how 30 is not the new 20. Yeah. So that was like, that's like basically the overview of like the whole book. So, yeah. Um, but I just kind of wanted to read that little intro because it sounds like I'm saying it because that's truly how I feel all the time. I think when I get in those really low head spaces, it's like a new thing pops up every now and then. And it's like, you know, sometimes I'm crying in the, the, Sometimes I'm crying in the bathroom at work and then other times I'm crying that I might still be single by 35. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of fears that go along with your 20s and a lot of things, you know, in the book she talks about how, you know, our parents and the generation before us was married with houses and now the perception of your 20s has kind of shifted to like you're supposed to be free and discover who you are but then it's like once 29 30 comes you should already be settled down and have a family and it's kind of a weird I don't know it kind of changed my perception on the 20s because I think I've always had that perception of like oh I'm supposed to be finding myself and figuring myself out and it's like yes but what steps can I take to make sure I'm on the right path and that's what she talks about in this uh first chapter is doing jobs that may necessarily not lead you directly to what you want to do later in life 
but that give you some kind of experience or um teach you things about your own self as well yeah Yeah, that you may not have discovered if you hadn't taken that job yeah so essentially um we're titling this episode are you having an identity crisis because I feel like that's something that we're still going through um both of us and a lot of people that I speak to in their 20s um and it's definitely something that happens to you like when you graduate college like it's like all of a sudden you're like what am I doing with my life like am I on the right path like who am I, you know, all that stuff. And so I wrote down here, um, I feel like there's this misconception that in work in our twenties, we're supposed to be on this journey of like finding ourselves. And then one day you have this epiphany of like who you are or like what you want to do with your life. And like, it all just comes together like one day, which is not true at all. And I don't know why, like we have this perception that that's how it's going to happen. Like, it's like yeah. one day you wake up and you have the career you want and like all this stuff. And yeah. like, obviously I know that's not logical, but that's how it feels when you're looking at other people who are living the life that you want. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it is like that because, or, you know, at least career wise, it is like that because if they had like a very direct path from college where it was like, you know, you get this degree and then that gives you that job where like for us, like, we had much more very broad. Yeah. We had much more broad degrees and we had very specific things we wanted to do with our lives. And it just wasn't that easy to get to that path. Um, there's just so many different places you could go. And nowadays you need a million things of experience yeah. to get a job. So that's another thing. Um, but essentially this chapter talks about how you need identity capital to build yourself in small pieces over a certain amount of time. So the only way to do that is to add value to who you are through like spending time in certain places, like trying new jobs, trying new things and figuring that out. And like, it's okay to go get jobs that isn't your dream job. If you know, it's going to provide value to your life and career in some capacity and bring you to a place that you do want to be. Yeah. Um, a lot of 20 somethings and I, I relate to this as well, but I think that they have this era of like after college, like this is my time to like go do things, like go do exciting things before I settle down and have like a real job and have kids and like, you know, have that set more settled lifestyle, like whether that's like traveling or like just having jobs that like pay the bills right now. So that way, like I can do like the fun things I want to do instead of like having a job. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I think that's like a common mindset where like those things are not like you said, resume building. Mm -hmm. Those things are not setting you up for success in the future and they'll only keep you like they're going to out you're going to outgrow those jobs at a certain point and then they just become comfortable and you're Mm -hmm. not doing anything that is helping you grow or pushing you out of your comfort zone or adding to um your career path in the way that you want it to long term yeah and a lot of people get stuck in those kind of jobs yeah so she kind of talks about the difference of like you know, Fiona and I have this fear of, you know, getting different jobs that stray away from our end goal, right? But she kind of talks about there's a difference between getting jobs that may help you and provide value along the way 
um, not necessarily in a direct correlation to it's going to lead you to the job that you want, but like in a sense that it will provide some kind of value or experience. Um, whereas getting a job that would have no correlation where it would just be comfortable. The girl in the book like didn't want to take this one job that she had an interview for. She didn't even want to go in the interview because it was a very base level job. And it was she was in um she had an art degree and she it was like for an animation studio. So she was like a floater for an animation studio, like super base level like job. And then she ended up getting promoted like three times at this animation studio. So she was a little bit higher up now. And a filmmaker like scouted her out from this animation studio. And now she's working in cinematography. Is that the right word? Now she's working in cinematography in like L.A. And it's like if she had taken a different base level job that was comfortable, like even if she had come and crossed paths with that film person he would have never looked at her as anything to do with the arts because you know she might have been working in retail or in um you know food industry or something like that so I think you know it may have been a base level job and it may have not directly correlated with exactly what she wanted to do but being in that type of industry helped regardless and I think she talks it's a very fine line between getting a job to kind of help you and like getting comfortable and I think you need to try to discover like why are you getting this job will it be long term like and kind of try to focus on like will it provide me value in some way shape or form and if it's not recognizing that and maybe leaving and getting a new job that may provide, you know, more value in a different sense. I think it's a little bit of a difficult conversation and it definitely made me think. I know I got, had a little bit of an anxiety attack last mm-hmm. night after reading chapter one, <laughs> but I think it's comforting in the sense that like I'm able to get other jobs that provide me value and experience but I'm also not settling and I've never had that mindset and I think that's what kind of separates me from like saying that this is comfortable like this is not comfortable for me I don't enjoy working yeah five jobs at all and times. I think <laughs> you know there's definitely a fine line between um getting a job that's maybe like an internship or something that's very low pay that will essentially put you set you up in a better place for a long-term career and getting a job that is going to pay the bills because you're like struggling financially right now and that's like the number one thing that like is stressing you out but like going into that with the mindset that like this is temporary and not getting stuck like I'm a server and I'm comfortable being a server forever because I'm making good money but like where does that take you unless you're like opening a restaurant like where does that set you up for success for like a long-term career a lot of times I think people graduate and they stay in the jobs that they had in college because it's comfortable and they're making a lot of money but they're so scared of like going back and starting over in like an internship or an entry-level position that would genuinely launch their career forward I think that's what's so scary is like being like what why would I leave this I'm a manager here and I'm making this much money but you're capped at that salary like you're not going to progress your career in any way and I don't even think regardless of salary and 
career like are you happy in that position yeah like do you see yourself like being a server when you're a a parent yeah like you know it's like (laughs) I yeah I think that was something that was super eye-opening for me is like Mm -hmm. it was always so scary to have that thought process of like starting over and I think like when you graduate it's like okay like now what and I think there's a lot of jobs that exist that you might not even know about yeah and I think like when you're a senior in college and you're about to start applying to jobs like you're looking at all these things that you could do with your life and you're only exposed to so much yeah but meanwhile like you could get a job or or like I know a lot of people that like got a job that they thought that they were it was gonna be their dream job and they did it for like a month and they were like absolutely not yeah but they were able to like use that and move to a different department that mm-hmm. maybe better suited them and like they wouldn't have known that unless they used process of elim- elimination to yeah. you know realize like this isn't for me even though like I thought it was and I think it's also you know when you I know a lot of I'm a hospitality major so I know a lot of people in the service industry in general and I think if you're using those jobs as leverage to like maybe you're doing an unpaid internship for the experience during the day no one expects you to like when you have an unpaid internship you need an actual job too you need money you need money to pay the bills so I think you know if you were doing something like that for the experience it's okay to do a server job that makes really good money like at night and I know that's a lot to balance you're talking to the girl who literally (laughs) has five jobs but with the mentality that this is to pay the bills this is temporary yes and I think the other thing is um, I do want to talk about like permanence a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that was like such a big thing for so long. It's like, it feels like if you go and get a job, like that's your job. And I think that comes from the mentality of our parents growing up because a lot of them like didn't job hop. Like they got a job when they were our age and they did that job and they're still doing that job today, you know? And like, that's what it was. But in this day and age, like job hopping is not like looked down upon. It's normal and it's encouraged because people are like standing up for, you know, an increase in salary and like I got this much experience from this role and like overall people just want different experiences and like different career paths and like things and most of the time they relate and they build onto each other but they aren't like as direct and you're not just like yeah. moving up in one company. So you need to like understand and like this was so hard to like get in my head mm-hmm. is like just because I commit to a job doesn't mean I'm stuck it's there. Forever, yeah. Like it's not permanent. Like I get a job it either pays the bills, I get something from it, like, I go in with that mentality that, like, I am gaining something from this position, it's going on my resume, I will learn so much, whatever capacity, and if I really am miserable or I don't like it, I got that experience, I got that money, and and I'm moving on, and I think that was so hard to, like, overcome for so long, Yeah. aside from the fact that, like, feeling like you get a job, like, means you're giving up on your dreams, but, like, yeah. it's really not. It's it's adding to who you are as a person that's only going to make you better at whatever you want to pursue in the future. Yeah, and I was telling Fiona the other day when she was telling me this about how job hopping is so normalized, like, I saw a thing that, um, you know, I think it was a TikTok, and the girl was talking about how if you don't job hop, it's going to take longer to up your salary, mm-hmm. where if you job hop, other companies will recognize your value yeah. more than others. And it's like this girl had jumped, like, 
20, 30,000 between each job and then jump to six figures in like a year and a half, two years, which is insane. That's not like think about like our parents. Like you said, they're slowly climbing that corporate ladder. And most of the time, um, I would say it's because companies aren't compensating people like they're not paying enough for people to stay at that company like they're not willing to and like someone else is going to offer you something better you're going to leave Mm -hmm. and I think it's a more comfortable situation in our generation now to do that and stand up for yourself where it's not as like hurtful or like looked down upon like I think it used to be like a a um like something that was negative where like if it was on yeah. your resume that you're constantly jo- like job hopping it looks like oh you can't stay at a job yeah, which but when it's the clearly truth, yeah. because you're moving up in salary you're moving up in position it's because like they recognize that like that company wasn't prioritizing you and yeah. treating you and compensating you in what in the way you deserve and like I love that about our generation I love that like we're able to do that mm-hmm. and stand up for ourselves and you know we have a friend who like just went through like the most brutal thing ever in terms of jobs and I just think like companies aren't treating their employees how they should be and I'm grateful that she stood up for herself and got out of a bad situation and And is now in a better one yes and with this specific friend when she had gone to the new job she specifically said to them like the reason I left my old job was like the work-life balance and the culture yeah and I think that's becoming so normalized of being like that was you know I had an interview the other day it was the first question I asked what is the work life? Yeah. Yeah. And because she, and it, that it was with an employee so and normalized. she said, she said, don't worry. Like that is something that's so important to me. And when I came to this company, that was like one of the first questions I asked also, because in our generation, like we want to make sure that like our mental health is getting prioritized. Mm-hmm. Like we just went through a pandemic. Like I'm not going to be a workaholic for no money. Yeah. I'm not going to be a slave. I don't have children. I don't have anything that's like super tying me to like working so hard, like past my limits. Mm-hmm for like money you know so like I am going to prioritize my rest and I'm going to prioritize a normal routine and work-life balance yeah. you know Fiona and I were just going through a company that we both are you know adore <laughs> my favorite um and we were going through their like benefits and it's it's insane what companies are offering today and I think it's really really good that you know, it's not just about, oh, yeah, you get health insurance and that's it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other things that go into it. There's a lot of. And that's how you keep employees. That's yeah. how you keep them at your company is like you treat them well and you offer them top tier benefits. Mm-hmm. And you recognize. Value. Value. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, one other thing I did want to talk about is college in general. Okay. So someone said this to me recently and I don't know who I was talking to, but I was having a conversation with them in relation to this topic and college. There's this like big misconception that college is supposed to be the place where you learn what you want to do for the rest of your life. Right? Like you go, you pick a major and then like that's your major and that's what your career is going to look like for the rest of your life. And I think that that adds so much pressure to you. So then leading up to your senior year, you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And like, like, and you know, one of my best friends is going into her senior year of college. And like, so I feel for her and I understand like the anxiety and stress of feeling like you need to have like your whole life planned out senior year of college. Um, because that's how they make you feel. It's like you, you did this yeah. major for this amount of time. You put that much time and effort in and like, and that's like, supposed to set go. you up for success and then get you a full-time position, which is not 
true. So in my opinion, college, whether you go to college or not, but if you do go to college, college is literally just set up to learn and invest in yourself and explore things and learn what you're good at. Like it's more set up to learn basic skills and, you know, what, whether, whatever that is, like time management, teamwork, just becoming a better and stronger individual, like, you know, gaining life experience, but also like trial and error with taking different classes and like just overall gaining independence, especially if you go away to school. I mean, yeah, we definitely. stayed home and I still was like super independent. Yeah. Um, but just in general, like it's supposed to teach you basic life skills. It's not. And like, you know, process of elimination of like learning like your strengths and then being like, okay, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. And like these, this is the kind of career I should go into based on that versus like I'm a business major and now I'm going to go apply to business jobs. You know, like it's not that easy. And I don't think that you should feel like you need to have everything figured out. Um, and part of me is like, you know, obviously we went through a pandemic our senior year of college. Um, and like that whole process of like, so ours, our experience was a little different, but part of me is very grateful that like, it felt like the world stopped at that time because I feel like I got like a second to breathe and like realize this because, you know, and I I did keep going to school. I feel like we didn't have that pressure. Yeah. I feel like like it was like, okay, well no one has a job right now. And you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Like I spent another year and I think I learned more about myself in my, um, MBA program because that to me was like a year of like okay this is what I do want from a career like these are what my options are versus like just trying to get through school and pass all my classes and then like one day I wake up and I'm an adult and I need a full-time job and I don't even know who I am or what I want to do with my life and like you know and I just feel like it's such a misconception and like it's okay to just take the time in college to understand yourself better and learn what you're good at and what you like and ideas of what you would want from your career it shouldn't be like I mean like I said there's always exceptions like if you're going to be a doctor you're going to med school you know Mm -hmm. like it's that's different but for the majority of people your college degree could be completely different from what you actually end up doing with your life and that's okay because you still got so much from college and it wasn't a waste and you still learned so much about yourself and basic life skills and basic you know, career skills that you're going to need. Yeah. So I just like, I think that alone learning that helped me so much. And I hope that that helps people like in college feel better because it like changed my life when I realized that, because I just feel like I was so overwhelmed senior year of college of like trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. And I just like, feel I pick, like you pick your so major when you graduate high school. Like, I don't know what I want to yeah. do with my life. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I didn't, but <laughs> I think there's so much pressure too, not just in general from like the curriculum and everything else, but I think it's such an expensive investment that there's so much pressure financially Cause it's like, all right, well, I just spend, you know, over forty thousand for this degree. Like, I better know what I want to do because I just spent so much money investing in myself and doing, you know, this piece of paper that, you know, costs however much money. That like, I know my dad multiple times was like, oh well, I spent this much on, you know, your degree because he helped me pay for it. And it's like, well, now I have not only my f- own financial pressure, but like my parents financial pressure on me that it's like okay well I really better figure out what I want to do now yeah no 100% I mean I just think everyone should have that mindset in college 
that like it's it's not permanent it's not what you are going to be doing for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and regardless like going to college and getting a degree shows perseverance and hard work and dedication and that's what they'll recognize even if it doesn't directly translate to what you end up doing with your career and you can change your mind don't Mm -hmm. feel like you have to like oh this was my degree like I mean I know people that have degrees in education like you know elementary school education and then all of a sudden they want to like work in business or start their own business like it doesn't matter yeah um you can change your mind like no one should have to decide their entire career path at the age of 21 exactly (laughs) you know like no one knows what they're Mm -hmm. doing it's it's not how it used to be and that's okay so I would say like the biggest takeaways that I learned from you know discussing this and reading this chapter and everything was just The only way to figure out what to do with your life is to do something. So like take the leap and stop procrastinating. I think a lot of the time I spent procrastinating like I don't know if I want to do this. But like how would you know if you don't try it? Like how do you know that you don't want to do that? And how do you know, you know, you can always get out of that job and use that experience to go to a new job and just try a bunch of things it's it's not that serious it's not like if you pick one job that's it yeah for the rest of your life that was like the biggest lesson that I had to learn yeah and to just like bite the bullet and get the job and get that and experience sure that in some capacity sti- you are still focusing on what you want long term yeah and, and you're make not- sure you're getting jobs that add up to that exactly yeah um, and you know, the other biggest thing was just that you're not going to wake up one day and have an epiphany that you're exactly where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And one day you'll get the life that you always wanted yeah, no. and you can't just push it off until you are at a point where you're ready to settle down and like have that, you know, life of like a nine to five and a career, you know, you're not going to get that the life that you dream of unless you take small steps every single day and you know have new experiences and meet new people and like that's the other thing like meeting new people like you never know where those people are going to take you to um which is another thing we're going to talk about in a later episode for sure um but yeah just take the take the leap try new things don't be afraid nothing is permanent nothing Um, is permanent if you feel like you're having an identity crisis i feel you i feel you 100 percent um just just one read this book two (laughs) two don't freak out and just do things that are genuinely going to help you in your long-term career and that will lead you in the right direction of where you want to be for sure yes anything else i don't think so i think you summed it up perfectly there all right well we are first of all so excited for some upcoming guests that are coming on this week we cannot wait for you guys to hear um just like so excited um we really want to focus our you could take this out if it doesn't make sense we really want to focus our summer series on having people on and having discussions that are truly going to help you better yourself as an individual and grow Mm -hmm. specifically like just level up your summer like 100 percent. you know i love it just reset refresh what did we say the last one reset refresh re (laughs) Wasn't it rest, rest, reset, rest, refresh? reset, refresh? That's the. I don't that's think we the, said that, but I love it. No, it's in, it's in the description of the last episode. That's what we said. Yeah. Rest, reset, refresh. Fresh. Yeah. That's the that's the motto this summer for our summer series. I love it. <laughs> All right. 
you guys can follow us on social media at successful AF podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We have some exciting things coming up for you guys. Definitely join our email list and our Facebook group and we will post, we will be sending out like recs and just so many exciting things. Um, make sure you're following our social media for exclusive content. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week.